Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in episode 50 of Brianna Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kirsten. I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always the legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, how are you today, sir? Never better. Never, ever better. Never better. The weather is – I woke up this morning, went to the gym, and I was like, it's quite chilly out. I've never really, really realized it's like fall now, you know? I know summer technically ended, whatever it is, September 21st, but – Feels like it's fall. Feels like it's actually, actually football season. Now that we're getting into week four for the NFL. Nice, some nice crisp fall air. Never hurt anybody. I don't think. Man, Daniel hit the gym before the show. This is it's absolutely dangerous to to let that guy do that. So yeah, it's a, it's a first. And if I fall asleep during the show, just just wake me up. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't want to fall. Go ahead. That was no, no, it's it's definitely uh, definitely fall season. Definitely. Uh, you know, pumpkin spice season, so oh. I'm, I'm all I'm all for it. Are we? A, are we, Are you a big pumpkin spice guy? I I absolutely hate everything pumpkin. So uh, wow. So you know, disclaimer to the fans. You know, maybe I made some of you you angry, but by saying that, but just not not my thing. But I I definitely don't mind this time of year. I'll say that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I I think fall weather, like early fall, end of September, early October, is probably like the best weather in my opinion. Uh, you know, I used to love the winter, love the snow as a kid, get a couple of snow days here and there, go sledding, hockey season, whatnot. But now I'm more all about the fall, like maybe a long sleeve, maybe a light jacket type of guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I fully am, am with you on the, on the non-pumpkin spice, but always a, always a good time when, uh, when the leaves start to change. And I hope, uh, I'm sure, I'm assuming the uh, the Jaguars would like the, the leaves to change on their season. How, how about that for a segue? Hey. Uh, Thursday Night Football, folks. Obviously, this is our Friday show. We'll certainly get into everything. Thursday Night Football, dive into some key matchups that we'll see this Sunday. Get into the Jets, Titans, get into the Eagles, Chiefs, battle of the Kelsey brothers. And we'll also just give our picks for the week since Aaron and I were both 2-1 and one last week. Add those up, math guy, 4-2. and two cash and money, uh, but probably don't follow our picks anymore. Uh, anyway, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, battle of former and current uh, Urban Meyer quarterbacks. Joe Burrow revenge game, if you will, 24 Bengals, 21 Jaguars. Uh, for Jackson, we'll get 0-4, sneakily 3-1 and for, for the Bengals. Uh, Aaron, it seems like this game was a tale of two halves. The Jaguars obviously go up 14-0 behind a James Robinson six-yard run. Then again, a Trevor Lawrence seven-yard run in the second quarter. And then second half, Joe Burrow comes alive. But uh, what, do, what do we take away from this game overall? Yeah, it, it was smelling uh, like it would be the Jaguars' first uh, first victory of the season. Uh, just wasn't meant to be. I mean, Joe Burrow just said enough's enough. Uh, just started picking apart the, the Jaguars' defense. Um, you know, yards per play, you know, breaking that type of thing down, is it's well an advantage for the, for the Bengals. Uh, Bengals were, were better than 50% on, on uh, third down. It, it just, you know, I feel for Trevor Lawrence, but at the same time, um, you know, it's just such a competitive league week to week. It, I don't know if, if anybody's seen the clip of Urban Meyer saying, like, it's it's like playing Alabama every single week. Oh, That's yeah. like what the NFL is. So uh, it's, it's definitely tough if you're, you know, if you're riding with Trevor Lawrence right now, if you're riding with the Jags, but um, it's not like they got blown out. Uh, it, I, it always hurts me more. Like if my, if my team's up 14 to nothing and we lose, I get more pissed off than if we, 
got demolished uh, just because it's like you got to find a way to to maintain and, and to keep the pedal down. But um, yeah, great game. Another close one, uh, you know, not necessarily a shootout, but uh, Burrow definitely did his thing. Uh, they did try and run Joe Mixon a good bit. I mean, he, he did all right. Uh, didn't have a fantastic game, but he, yeah. he did enough. So, um, yeah, g- close game, good game. Uh, and, and the Bengals, uh, a lot of people are already jumping on this. Like the Bengals are are one of the teams in, in the division. I don't know if they're there yet. I mean, Baltimore, I think, is is probably miles ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Cleveland is, is is basically loaded on both sides of the ball as well. So um, I'm not saying that the Bengals are, are – bad but once again it's it's so early to say like this team is, is going to be a threat and, and that type of right. thing but uh you can't you can't not like Joe Burrow and, and what he brings to the table I'd say yeah the Bengals to me aren't aren't bad I just don't know if they're good I, I think before the season Zach Taylor that their head coach was on everyone's radar as being on the hot seat potentially uh, I think obviously that talk is has cooled a little bit with them being three and one um, obviously big wins against the Vikings, big win against the Steelers. Um, and then obviously coming, coming into this game, they were certainly favored. I think they were favored by, by a touchdown. So um, for them to squeak out three points, I think if, if they execute better and play better first half, um, obviously they're, they're probably going to come out on top even, even more so. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think anytime you play a Thursday night game, no matter who the opponent is, the old saying is that any given Sunday, I think that probably more applies to, to Thursday nights because of that quick turnaround. Um, you never know how banged up guys are playing three to four nights after uh, their Sunday game. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, these teams get a nice long break going into, you know, week five, obviously. So, you know, hopefully they can enjoy it. I, I think for, for the Jaguars, you definitely saw Trevor Lawrence start to be like the prospect that he was obviously coming out. Um, this year has, has been, I think, a lot of talk, a lot of chatter has been about how the rookie quarterbacks are uh, faring as of late. Um, really, you didn't really see much, I don't think, out of the entire Jaguars offense, but some throws that, that Lawrence made last night, the one like toe tapper, probably like 35, 40 yards on the sideline to Agnew was, was unbelievable. I think, I don't know if, if he's going to be the, the best rookie quarterback or the most successful quarterback, like throughout his career out of this quarterback class. But I just think that last night you kind of saw, like, okay, this is, this guy's like actually legit. He's not like a, I don't even know. A, a, I mean, he's better than like a Mariota than a Winston. He's obviously better than a Jamarcus Russell, like guys like that. He went number one. I think he, he clearly has more raw talent than those guys did. It's just, I think it's a matter of, he's a product of his environment. He's a product of a rebuilding team. Um, obviously a, a first time NFL head coach, even though, Urban Meyer is probably more football experience in his life than most NFL coaches do. Um, but I mean, the arm talent's there. He can run the ball. He's a big body. He can, he can bang when he needs to, but uh, I just think the team around him, unless it gets significantly better, they're just probably going to have some similar results. Uh, and, and I was talking to Aaron off air, like this game is probably circuit on the calendar along with like the Texans along. They play the dolphins in a couple of weeks. They play the jets later on in the season probably one of the four or five games where if you're a Jaguars fan, you're probably, okay, I, I have this earmarked as a win in my calendar, in my book. Um, so for them to lose a, a close one after being up 14, nothing, I think that is uh, somewhat of a tough pill to swallow. And I, I think Jaguars fans like as a whole are probably where I was, you know, talking about the jets on, on uh, Wednesday show um, where I was like, okay, if we can't, you know, perform well, or we're not coming well out of the gate. What is left for us the rest of the season? Um, so I can commiserate, obviously, with with Jaguars fans there. Um, but I mean, you know, they're all about Trevor Lawrence, you know, showing some stuff, and he did last night. So I, I think overall, you kind of have to be happy if you're a Jags fan. Yeah, no, I, like I tell uh, I tell Daniel every week, like at this point, you just gotta like put the pieces together, get better every single week, and as long as you're seeing some type of progression, I think that's a big deal with with these rookie quarterbacks, with these first year coaches. I mean, even my team, it, it feels as though like we have a rookie quarterback because like yeah. he only played like four or five games last year. So, as hard as it is, uh, like Dan says, as hard as a pill it is to swallow, you, you kind of have to do that. But um, you know, big stage, a, a Thursday night game, a lot of people are watching. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence definitely showed up. It just obviously wasn't enough in the end, but right. uh, he did give you a chance to win. It's almost like a pitcher going seven innings. You know, maybe giving up two, three runs. He, they're giving you a chance to win. Trevor Lawrence definitely gave you a good chance to win. It just wasn't quite enough last night. Yeah, and I think, you know, Aaron and I are going to try to structure this show just overall moving forward, talking about kind of like the bigger matchups, the bigger storylines throughout the league. I I don't really foresee the Jaguars 
you know, making much noise. So I, I do want to spend just a couple more seconds talking about them. And then I promise we'll move on to some other teams, but the, the Urban Meyer experiment, I think is just going to be looming over this team throughout the entire season. Uh, he was looking like coach K last night, just after his, you know, after his defense gives up a first down, just immediately hands to the knees. He's just like panting, probably heart rates at a million, uh, just looking like, too stressed almost uh, when, his, when his team's not performing well. Um, I know that's obviously the health stuff is is not something to joke about, but it's certainly been a concern for Urban Meyer, especially when he was with Ohio State, Florida, Utah. I mean, pretty much every stop he's been as a head coach has obviously been a concern. Um, you know, for his team to be 0-4, you mentioned that quote about him thinking every team's like playing Alabama. It can't be too good for, for his health, but uh, you know, I was certainly skeptical – of the Urban Meyer hire back when, when they made it. And I, you know, hope for Trevor Lawrence's sake. I even hope for Urban Meyer's sake. Like I kind of liked him in college. Aaron obviously didn't as an Ohio state guy, but I just hope that they can, they can figure it out right to ship. And uh, you know, they don't stunt, you know, Trevor Lawrence's growth. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's health is one of those things like people often forget about probably already, but um, just like Dan said, I mean, I know Pat McAfee was, was absolutely ripping on uh, Urban Meyer today, kind of like taking deep, deep breaths, uh, you know, panting, walking around the studio, just poking fun at him. But uh, I mean, as, as bad as it sounds, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Urban Meyer like step away from the game again and, you know, oh. before too long. Uh, let's say the Jaguars go like 0-10 and, and, and he's just, he's putting his hands on his knees, his head down every time there's a first down. I mean, like, he can't sustain that amount of stress long-term. And it's just like, he's had issue after issue with that. So, um, you know, I, I never root against somebody and take it as far as like, Oh, I want that guy's health to go down. I want his, you know, his, his overall well-being to be compromised. I don't want that, but right. um, you know, it, it is a concern and it is something where he, he definitely, he lets his emotions get the best of him. I, I, I can, uh, I can relate to that, but at the same time, it's just, you can't, you know, you can't do that year in and year out. You're, you're not going to live that much longer if you keep putting yourself in that, you know, type of situation. Yeah. I mean, anytime Aaron's bringing medical, medical advice to the <laughs> podcast, I'm, my ears are perched 10 times out of 10 times. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Jaguars, they, they kind of have a tough like schedule here coming up. Titans, Dolphins, Seahawks, Bills, the 49ers and Rams later on, but at, at, towards the end of the season, the last like six to seven games aren't like too, too challenging. So um, as Trevor Lawrence settles in, as Urban Meyer settles in down there, I think they'll probably get some decent results. Maybe get a few W's in the win column as the season kind of winds down, you know, talking December and January. So maybe we check in with them down the road. Um, you know, certainly not goodbye Jaguars. I think it's see you later for, for this podcast. I don't know if you're going to move the needle enough to make this show, but uh <laughs> yeah, we'll certainly keep our keeping keeping the back of our minds. It's it's, it's hard to it's hard to make the show, so nothing nothing personal there. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah tough cuts. Uh, congrats to Joe Burrow. Bengals are three and one. I think um, after last year with with the atrociousness that was the the Bengals offensive line and just you know team as a whole, uh, for him to still be healthy, for them to be three and one. Um, you know, I, I kind of pick and choose when I say this I mean for them to be three and one they're not really playing the best of opponents it turns out but you know three and one's three and one um if you ask me about the you know Panthers or other teams that are undefeated I'm probably going to tell you it's a product of of them playing bad teams so I like to cherry pick when I use that use that logic and I'm gonna you know cherry pick that one that one here but uh decent game nonetheless for for historically uh would have been labeled as a, as a toilet bowl um all right moving on to Sunday uh, Aaron, let's get into a couple of games. Uh, we can definitely save Jets and Eagles for a little bit down the line here. We won't bore the listeners uh, with these games really quick, but why don't we nab a couple one o'clock games uh, that are catching your eye before we move on? I mean, the afternoon slate we were saying off air is absolutely phenomenal. Um, then we obviously have Pat's Bucks Sunday night, which we'll get into. Chargers, Raiders is Monday night. Uh, but Aaron, why don't we start off with a couple of one o'clock games? Uh, maybe we'll sprinkle in a little bit of storylines, sprinkle in a couple of predictions and, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple storylines. I mean, obviously you got, I think maybe not to everybody, but I, I, I look at the Colts and Dolphins game just being a little bit interesting only because, you know, Carson Wentz is 0-3. You got Jacoby Brissett playing for the Dolphins. What they're one and two, if I'm not mistaken. 
uh, yeah, coming off the, the only win they had was, was New England week one. So yep. um, not like, you know, insanely interesting, not like my, my eyes are going to be peeled, but it, it's, it's one of those games. Where I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen more so than anything, just with, uh, you know, let's say the, let's say the Dolphins squeak out a close one. Like what, what is Indianapolis thinking about Carson Wentz? What's Frank Wright going to say is, is Carson Wentz going to sit up on the podium and say the same things he said for the last three, four years, as far as I need to get better week to week that we need to look ourselves in the mirror. Like that, that's just interesting to me as far as, you know, what, what may happen or what may occur. Uh, if I'm a Colts fan, like that's a must win. No, no excuses, yeah. no other, no, no bullshit at all. Like you have to win that. You have to find a way to win that game. You're, you're own three and you're playing a team on their backup quarterback. So no excuse. You got to win that. Um, as far as the other one o'clock games, um, I think we, you know, there's, there's Lions Bears, which is interesting in the fact that Matt Nagy's hot seat is probably like a thousand degrees right now. Uh, Justin Fields is, is <laughs> hotter than hell itself. Uh, Justin, Justin Fields, you know, playing his second game, or I don't even know. Now they're saying that there's rumors yeah, they're going playing, back to Dalton. Do they stay? Who's, who's, is it Nick Foles or is it Fields? I think Fields is a little banged up, right? Yeah, I, let me, uh, you know, I got to get with the research department. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, the research department's back for a year, too. I love it. I didn't know they, I didn't know they came with us. We uh, we absolutely cleared the slate, though. We fired every single one of them from yes. last year. So, yes. Um, hopefully this new crew is, is – they can't be much worse. I'd say that. They can't. Exactly. They can't possibly. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Um, but other than that, I think I think Daniel and I can touch on the Carolina-Dallas game at least. Um from a matchup standpoint. Yes, we can. Uh, I'm very glad you mentioned that. It'll be as a, as a little aside or a little foreshadowing. It's going to be one of my picks. Uh, I think this is a classic. I mean, obviously, you know, the Panthers are 3-0, well-documented. They really haven't played many teams. Um, they played the Jets, Texans. Uh, I mean, Aaron and I could probably feel a better football team than those two teams. Uh, and then they did take care of business against the Saints week two. Um Say what you want. I'm not going to make excuses. I don't really think that was it. I mean, if they played the Saints this past week, I think they would have gotten the doors blown off of them. McCaffrey's out for another week. Dallas is very frisky coming off a good win against the – who they play last week? They played the Eagles, right? Monday Night Football? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> coming off a good, a good win there. Uh, somewhat on short rest, it is worth mentioning. The Panthers played on Thursday Night Football last week. They've had a week and a half-ish to prepare for this game. But, again – no more McCaffrey. Um, they did just trade away their tight end, Dan Arnold. Um, so Sam Darnold is no longer throwing to Dan Arnold, which I'm sure is very confusing for every broadcaster out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, I think, you know, the Cowboys, you know, they're a couple plays away from being 3-0. Obviously that close loss week one against the Buccaneers. Um, I think Kellen Moore is going to, you know, really dip, probably dice up this defense more so than, than teams have really been able to. This defense for the Panthers is actually pretty good. It's, it's uh, I would say, the strongest phase of, of their team right now, despite how good the offense has been playing. Um, but I think they'll probably confuse uh, the Cowboys a little bit. But um, I, I like the Cowboys to probably squeak out a close one. Um, they're favored by four and a half, five points right now. That's a little too close for comfort, I might. I think I'm still going to take the Cowboys with the points, but – um, I, regardless, I, I think it's going to be a good game and it's probably one of those games where, okay, the winner of this, it might propel them to kind of move forward and, and go on a little bit more of a streak here, or, you know, the loser might feel some effects and, and might kind of linger, you know, as, as they move on towards week five. Um, but what, what are your overall thoughts on, on this matchup? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely as far as, uh, the defense is concerned, like, like you touched on the, uh, the Panthers defense has looked very, very good so far, but. Um, they haven't gone up against uh, an offense quite like Dallas uh, with as many, you know, weapons, options, and and things of that nature. It's going to be extremely tough for them to match up, I'd say, um, you know, all game long. And especially if, if Dallas gets the ball, like if they can run the ball effectively, it, it's just – it sets up so much – so many other things and, and so much uh, – so many breakdowns will will start to occur on defense. I, I just feel that will happen. But – um, yeah, it, it, this is a game where I, to me, it's like Sam Darnold, you got to show me what you're, what you're really about. You know, you're, you don't have McCaffrey, uh, Dallas's defense has, has gotten substantially better from last year. I think they were the worst in football last year. And now obviously they're, they're far from that so far this year. So, uh, to me, it's a, it's a Sam Darnold show me game. Uh, I've never been 
you know, from the get-go, I, I haven't been a believer in Sam Darnold. I, I hope he can come through this week for me. Uh, I kind of need the Dallas to lose already, but, um, you know, my heart's telling me Dallas is probably going to win by a touchdown at the very least. But uh, at the same time, you know, maybe if, if Carolina can, can slow Dallas's offense down, um, then maybe Carolina can, can just find a way to score enough to win. But if I'm a betting man, I probably take, I probably take the Cowboys to the bank on this one, just purely because of, of McCaffrey being injured and, uh, you know, the amount of weapons and, and how Dallas is playing to start the year is, is something to be, you know, to take notice though. I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm rooting against Sam. It's just, if he could lose a couple of games here and just get the pressure off of the jets and, and Zach Wilson, that'd be like phenomenal and, and very, very welcomed. Uh, yeah, if he could lose a couple in a row here, that'd be great. I, I, I think I'm just picking the Cowboys just based off my desire for wanting them to lose. But either way, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping I get a chance to, to catch at least a little bit of it. We'll obviously have a full breakdown of it, you know, come our next week's show. Um, but, yeah, moving on to the, the 4 o'clock slate. I think the, the afternoon, the 1 o'clock games are somewhat of a snooze fest. But things really start to pick up with the afternoon. Um, one game on my radar just for comedic purposes is uh, Steelers Packers. Um, Big Ben, we got on him a little bit last last show. Uh, they are fa- they were under six and a half point under- underdogs going into Lambeau. Um, Mike Tomlin is fourteen and five as an, as an underdog in his last nineteen wow. games. Uh, I, I'm still gonna pick probably against them. I just think that's how bad Big Ben is. Uh, I referenced a clip I saw on, on this past week's show, on Tuesday's show, Wednesday's show, whatever it was. Uh, Big Ben legitimately cannot move anymore. Um, he gets the ball, two-step two drop, bodies hit the floor, Big Ben bodies hit the floor. Uh, I mean, I just don't know what it is. I don't know if, like, he's actually more hurt than he's leading us to believe. I mean, it was a left peck injury, I think. Coming into that game, you would have thought that it was a full-body injury, the way he was moving around back there. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, obviously, in that team coming off a pretty close win against the uh, 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Um, I think they look to capitalize on the momentum coming back to Lambeau. Probably going to be a bit chilly. Uh, I know Pittsburgh is obviously not the warmest city in the world, but um, maybe the cold weather uh, tenses up Big Ben's muscles a little bit, gets his joints a little bit achy, and uh, he's feeling some some weather effects there. So I think that would be a good game. I, you know, I, I haven't heard whether T.J. Watt's going to play or not. Um, but it's it's going to be very tough for me to to pick uh, the Steelers to win after that debacle against uh, against Cincinnati last week. Guy is just Big Ben is Daniel's human body bag or human punching he's, bag. He's, I yeah, he's my guy this year. He's last, just, last year it was Derek Carr. I thought it was going to be Derek Carr. This year the guy comes out and, and shoves it up my hope. He's three and zero. Big Ben's my guy. He's just oh my god. He, he's bruised up from like the head to head to toe. Just due to Daniel's comments every single week, but I, I, I can't get enough of it. It's, it's, it's great to, uh, great to hear. I, I don't know, man. It, I, I look at it pretty much the same way. I'm, uh, I think Daniel and I agree on, on most of our sports opinions here. It's, you know, it's not a Skip and Shannon type of deal where we're like going at it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should, but uh, you know, yeah, we, maybe, we don't. maybe we, maybe we will eventually, <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of see the same. Show. Uns, unscripted, unfiltered, uncensored, all that, uh, as many f bombs as possible, but uh, no. To get back to that that matchup, I think uh, the Packers probably pull away. Um, you know, the Steelers can't do much of anything on offense. I saw a stat today. I think they're running the ball like 55 yards a game on average. Like they just cannot. They're inept on offense. I I've been a Big Ben fan since day one, but he's just. I think he's over the over the mountain. I think that that loss to Cleveland in the playoffs will forever like haunt him uh just the way they got blown out in that game last year and it's just he's just over the over the like max kellerman would say i think he's over that cliff uh you know he's he's falling off the cliff type of deal and uh you know rod rogers obviously wants to come out and uh you know ball out at home and and, you know he's always concerned about all what the haters are saying i think Aaron Rodgers is like another kevin durant in that aspect like it just bothers him to no end so He's going to want to just absolutely shred Pittsburgh uh, to pieces, which I think can definitely happen. And and probably the Packers pull away. Unfortunately, I think the Steelers dropped to a, a one and three. And uh, yeah, the Packers 
surge on and, and get this game by probably seven or ten points. Seven or ten points. That's that stone, folks. Uh, Cardinals-Rams, Aaron, if there was ever a game that was, you know, going to be a, a high-powered offense showcase from, from two NFL teams, is probably this game. Uh, I know, obviously, the, the Rams have a pretty good defense. The, 40, uh, the Cardinals, I should say, are no slouch in that department either. But, um, I mean, is this game just going to be points, points, and more points? Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, Aaron Donald might catch uh, Kyler Murray a couple times for and pull him down for some sacks. But obviously, you got Kyler Murray, who's extremely mobile. Uh, but at the same time, the Cardinals front four and 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 really their defense as a whole can get after the quarterback. So I think if you're the Cardinals, I'm bringing a ton of blitzes. I'm bringing a ton of like uh, just different looks on defense to try and at least knock Matthew Stafford down. I think that's the only chance you have at uh, winning this game because the Rams are, are more than clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they they just beat the Bucs by 10 points. So, um, yeah, you got to find a way to, to keep the Rams offense off the field. I think this game is close. I, I do. I, I think the Cardinals are, are at least ready to play and, and they'll be uh, prepared to play. I, I think the Rams pulled out again, but um, I think it might be even like a – Touch a field goal to a touchdown in this one, uh, decided by the the Rams winning. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a close close game. I, I mean, both Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford have around a thousand yards. Kyler Murray has over a thousand yards passing in three games, which is nuts. Stafford's been the offensive player of the NFC Player of the Week twice already. Um, after three games, probably the odds-on favor to an MVP. I hate to say that after three games, but uh, I think Kyler Murray's probably not far behind. Um, you have Hopkins, you have AJ Green there in Arizona, which I keep forgetting AJ Green's on that team. Um, and then they have James Conner and, and Edmonds, and their running game isn't terrible. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's it's up there with one of the better run games in the league. And the same could be said for the Rams. Obviously, um, they had a couple injuries, and then they bring in Sony Michelle from the Patriots, and they're not running the ball phenomenal either, which I think is why that both teams are kind of relying on the pass and, and running, you know quote-unquote running their air raid offense is obviously Kingsbury ran ran one at Texas Tech, but um, I, I hope I, I can tune into this game. I think it's just going to be f- fascinating. I'd love to know what the over-under is, probably around like 60, 65 points, maybe high 50s, but uh, yeah, I mean, this this division is just absolutely crazy. All, all teams are playoff teams probably if they're in other divisions throughout the league, but um, yeah, look for two potential, at least two, uh, I would say, maybe three uh, of these teams going in the NFC West going to the playoffs. And after week three, that's crazy to say, but, um, but yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be nasty. And, and Cliff was a guy that um, I think along with Zach Taylor um, for the Bengals, he was a guy whose whose C was getting pretty hot coming out of last season. Um, you didn't really see much creativity out of that offense. You saw um, even Hopkins didn't have like his greatest year, but I think this year it's, it's obviously a flip of the script figured out what the issues were and, and now they're kind of rolling. So sometimes it takes a couple offenses, uh, you know, a year or two to, to really get going. I, you know, I'm holding on hope that the Jets can figure it out too later in the season. So that's why I say that. But um, yeah, I mean, either way, I think this, this probably will be one of the best, if not the best matchup of the weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to summarize that, like you said, that division is just in, absolutely insane. Uh, and then you got like the other divisional matchup, you know, with the Seahawks and 49ers, you know, at the same time slate. So, yeah, just just teams that get after it, teams that are extremely physical, all four of those teams. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of holding on to the fact that I just hope the Rams can find a way to beat the Bucks in the playoffs. It's by no means am I <laughs> close to a, being a Ram. Dude, I, it's not even like I like the Rams a ton, but, you know, better anybody but the but the the Bucks or the Patriots there, so um, yeah, no, the the Rams look look great. I, I'm a huge Sean McVay fan. I think the guy is uh, one of the coolest coaches and and one of the most prepared coaches week to week to week in the league. So you know, I think the Rams, uh, you know, full steam ahead on, on that squad. Full steam ahead, indeed. Uh, let's let's just plug away here, Aaron. Full steam ahead on on Eagles Chiefs. Um, we'll get the Eagles Chiefs here. We'll get to Jets Titans, and then we'll touch on the Bucks Patriots, and then probably get to our our, our picks, and then the baseball to to wrap up the show. Um, Eagles Chiefs, Aaron. What are we looking for in the the battle of the Kelsey brothers? Yeah, so Kelsey, I should say. How do you pronounce it? Definitely, uh, 
Definitely not a matchup on paper that I like a lot <laughs> or, or at all for that matter. So um, I, I did, I did see the chiefs. I think they're, don't quote me on this research department. Let, let me down already. Week, week four, they're letting me down already, but uh, uh, no, I, I think the chiefs have, they could be the third worst defense or the third worst against the run. One of the two, I know they give up a, a, a whole shit ton of yards regardless. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, in this game, uh, you know, it's it's pretty well documented that um, Sirianni came out, Nick Sirianni for the Eagles came out and said, we need to run the ball, we need to run the ball, we need to run the ball. And then, you know, in case you forgot, we need to run the ball again. Uh, so noted. It's, uh, I mean, way to, way to be extremely mischievous to the other team. But regardless of that, um, you know, I hope we can run the ball effectively. I hope they try and run the ball if they come out and say all this and then we run the ball a total of like five, six times. That's going to be extremely tough to swallow. And I think Philadelphia will probably throw beers from every single section onto Nick Sirianni as he's running into the tunnel. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's Andy Reid coming back to Philly, uh, you know, out straight out of the hospital. No, shouldn't even said that. But, uh, you know, we're, it's uh, it's one of those games where you, you circle it on the calendar and you, and you think like, you know, if my if my team can can win that game, you'll it'll feel amazing. But if not, it, it might be a shellacking of of sorts. Um, I I don't know. After this game at Dallas, they've gonna they're gonna have to convince me that they're better than what they just showed. Uh, but I just hope we run the ball. In fact, if we can run the ball well and and we attempt to run the ball and we stay in the game, I'll feel at least not like destroyed. Come you know Sunday at three or four. If we lose by. 21 points, we didn't run the ball, and Jalen Hurts throws two or three picks, and Mahomes has 400 yards, I'll, I'll feel like we're one of the worst teams in football uh, because we didn't respond to anything, you know, that happened last week. So uh, the only other thing I'll say is uh, it's uh, LaShawn McCoy is going to come back and retire uh, as, a, as a member of the Eagles. So I think he's coming back on, on Sunday, um, yeah, on the field. So – Awesome for that. Uh, another guy, Chip Kelly, absolutely just shipped out of town for for really nothing in, in return. I think we got Kiko Alonso, which was talking about injury prone, worthless player. Uh, he, he's, he's up there with the best of them. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely a guy. He's, he's from Harrisburg, so so pretty close to where Daniel and I grew up. Uh, and just an absolute stud, and, and he's hanging it up, and he, he's signing a one-day deal just to, to retire as an Eagle. So, I have to love that. Hopefully that motivates the team in some form or, or way, but uh, I didn't see, I, I did not see Nick Sirianni wearing a beat the chiefs t-shirt this week. So mm. I think he's, he's starting to learn like, Hey, let's, let's maybe operate similar to the way like a Patriots organization goes about things. Let's keep our mouth shut and, and just go out there and, and try and win a game before we, you know, are, are shooting our mouths off. Yeah. I mean, I, Hey, if I, if I was him, I'd probably pull a, uh... Pull a fast one on Philly and retire a chief in Philly. Uh, I, I think the winner of this game gets the Sean McCoy for life. Obviously played hey. in like, what, 20, 2018, 2019, and won a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, no, good good for Shady. Uh, obviously a, a great running back, one of the best in, in his prime um, at, at that time in the league. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you're just going to have to hope and pray. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, too, both in, in hoping and praying mode and – the Chiefs are one and two for a reason. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, you guys can, can squeak one out. I'm trying to, to spin this in a positive for you, but um, oh, we played the Chiefs last year, lost by like 40. So uh, I'm not I'm not trying to compare our two squads because you guys are, are miles and miles ahead of us, but I just hope it doesn't turn into something ugly, you know, at the gate. I'll, I'll say this and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on, but it definitely doesn't feel like we're miles ahead for, for sure just because I, I don't know what this offense is and – I don't know if we play the type of de- if we don't like change any type of scheme or we don't get after Mahomes at all, he could have an absolute field day with our, our defensive backs. So, um, you know, it, it's just our schedule and I'm not going to sit here and moan and complain, but our schedule is absolutely brutal. And that's just the, the fact of the matter. It just doesn't get much easier even after this game. So we got to find a way to, to at least be competitive. I'll say that at least show me something where I have some hope going into the following weeks. Show us something, Philly. We can play. Hey, the Chiefs win. The Chiefs win. But if we can watch a shootout, great. I just don't want to see a three-sided game. 
exactly. uh, in favor of in favor of the Chiefs. But it'll be fun no matter what because I love Aaron's breakdowns. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about the Jets now. Um, from one shellacking to the next, love a good shellacking. Uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones are both out of this game. Uh, so that. I mean, that gives a defense. I mean, you're going to see 700 carries from Derrick Henry this week, probably like four touchdowns. Um, I think if the Jets can get to Tannehill, historically not one of the greatest mobile quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I think the defense is going to play pretty well. Um, in Mike Vrabel's press conference this week, he did the whole song and dance of, you know, pulled a page out of Belichick's book and was just praising our defensive line he was like rattling off the names one by one spread out by like three seconds you could kind of tell he was trying to remember who exactly was on the defense because he has no idea uh who actually plays for us and and nor should he because it's probably a waste of his brain space and and time um all I really care about is Zach Wilson showing me something this week and by Zach Wilson I mean like the entire offense uh I do think I was looking back at some clips just throughout the three games of Zach and I think He's definitely held the ball a little bit too long at times. He's not been able to kind of recognize what defenses are throwing at him, which, you know, he's seeing the NFL for the first time. Uh, It's understandable. He played at BYU last year, obviously historically not great competition, especially last year with them having to make their own schedule due to COVID. Um, With that, he had one of the best offensive lines in college. Coming to the NFL, he is one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So I don't think you could go from, more of an extreme to less of an extreme. Uh, I'll put it, I'll put it that way. Um, so I, I think without AJ, AJ Brown, I keep wanting to call him AJ Green. Without AJ Brown, without Julio, I do think the Jets will hold them to hopefully under 20 points. I mean, they scored, you know, 25 against the Colts with a backdoor touchdown. Um, I don't think that defense is that great either. I think the Jets do have a decently good defense on paper. They're top 10 after three weeks. So I'm, I'm not ready to crown them the top 10 defense like overall, but the stats are the stats after three weeks. Um, and that's despite Zach Wilson throwing seven picks and only two touchdowns. Um, but to the offense, uh, the Jets are banged up a little bit as well. Um, Denzel Mims has been inactive the past couple of weeks as a healthy scratch because the coaches like hate him for some reason. Uh, he'll be playing this week due to some injuries for the receivers. Elijah Moore has a concussion. So I look for him to, to kind of hopefully – provide a jolt of energy to the O. Um, I'm just hoping Zach Wilson shows something. I think if they establish a run early, which they got away from last week inexplicably, uh, they show, you know, they give Wilson some easy looks off the RPO off play action, let him settle into their first quarter, then start to get more complex as the game goes on. I think that's probably the best way to go. Don't throw the kitchen sink right out of the gate um, and confuse Zach. But if you're the tough, I mean, this game is going to be an absolute snooze fest. I'd probably take the under. I just hope that they can show some sort of offensive prowess. And I think this game is, is there for the taking if they can play well offensively, just because of Julio Jones and AJ Brown being out. But uh, I'm, I'm certainly not expecting much to say the least. Yeah. I think, you know, it, and the key word is if they get out on the right foot, damn, can I even talk out on the right foot this week? Um, you know, maybe the Jets make this a closer game than mo- most people think. I, th- It's just – it's a matter of starting well and, and not, you know, trying to hit the home run right away. I think the Eagles have the same exact issue. It's like let's let's get in a rhythm. Let's get the ball. You know, let's just – let's chew up time on the clock. Let's, let's put a good drive together. Let's put some confidence in the young kid. And, like, you know, only good things will come from that. So, I think uh, – I think this game's closer than most people are going to think. And I, and I – uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to go as far as to say the Jets win, but I, I think with those key players being out, I think they have at least uh, some chance in this game to to really be competitive and and maybe pick apart uh, Tennessee's defense to a certain extent. I'm asking for one touchdown. Uh, last year, <laughs> last week we scored zero. The week before that, we had three. I'm asking for one touchdown, and I'll be happy. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, easy to I, please. Easy to please, Daniel Curry. <laughs> That's how bad this team. That's how bad this team is and has been. So, I mean, the Jets are the you know the coaches, the the front office, the players are preaching patience. Um, if I had a, a patience meter in front of me for myself, it, it would be running pretty thin. 
so this is if this is the week to I mean if there's a week to turn it around the, the Titans defense isn't what it has been the past couple of seasons at least early on um, they lost obviously a couple of key guys in free agency um, but yeah I mean if, if there's a game to turn it around offensively or at least to start to this is probably the game to do it then next week we play, we play Atlanta so um, if the offense isn't clicking by then uh, we're looking at 2022 NFL mock drafts but until that happens, uh, I'm just going to try to keep my hopes high, higher than they are currently. And and I know just I'm going to, by Sunday, probably fully convince myself that the Jets are, are not just only have a chance to win, but are going to win. Um, and we'll <laughs> just get back into this never-ending cycle of, of hell. But, uh, yeah, that's the Jets. <laughs> um, all right. Final game of the weekend we'll get into, and then we'll give our picks quickly. Bucks Patriots. We'll finish with this one. Sunday night football, 8.30 p.m. primetime. Tom Brady making his triumphant return to the place that cast him away, to the coach who cast him away, to the fans who gave up on him, to the city he used to once call home. Um, what do we think about this matchup, Aaron? Yeah, I think if uh, – I know Skip Bayless uses the term uh, psycho Tom. I think if you're going to see a psycho <laughs> – Psycho Tom appearance. I think of any game, this is going to be it. I think uh, the guy's going to lose his composure a couple times. Like if he scores, I think he's going to go absolutely insane. Or I should say, when he scores, not if. Uh, but when he does score, it'll he'll go insane. He'll he'll be like it'll be like he just did like ten lines of cocaine. Like that that his adrenaline will be through the absolute roof. Um, and I think uh, I don't know. I just I look at the Buccaneers as. There's too many options. I, I think Belichick obviously will have the boys ready to play. He always does. Uh, but it's you're, you're trying to defend Gronk, Mike Evans. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to defend the running game. You're trying. It's it just there's so their offensive line is great. Like there, you, you there's nowhere you look where they have a weak point on offense, and it's it's a matter of like, all right, so you got Tom Brady on one side, you got Mac Jones on the other side. I, Obviously, I'm going to ride with with Tom Brady to win the game. Um, I think uh, I do think this game's close. A lot of people are like Tom Brady's going to absolutely destroy them, and I think the Patriots they're going to play as well as possible to to stay in this game. I think Belichick's obviously going to be fired up the entire week, whether he admits it to the players or or the media. Probably not, but uh, he wants to make this a game. The last thing he wants is Brady to come in there and and just walk all over his team and destroy them. So I look for the Buccaneers to win, but I, I look at this game as uh, it might even be one of those deals where um, Brady leads them uh, within like a, the last minute or two to a field goal or to a touchdown, that type of deal. I think somehow, some way the Patriots stay in this game just from an emotional standpoint. Yep. It's just, it's just what can you do with Mac Jones, um, you know, for an entire 60 minutes? I'm not sure, but um you know, Brady's going to be fired up to go, and obviously the, the Patriots are, are going to be ready to play. So it's it's interesting, but I couldn't I couldn't hate this game more if I if there was any other matchup. I just can't stand either one of them. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I love the Bucks to win this game, though. I I mean, there's always the the part of me in the back of my mind that has Belichick, you know, in, you know, talking on my right shoulder, saying that oh, I can scheme something up for anybody, but I don't think. There's probably nothing that he can scheme up that Tom Brady hasn't seen done to other teams while he's been on the sidelines. So I, I think he'll be ready. The offense will be ready for everything that the defense has to throw at them. And this isn't the Patriots defense, you know, that we've seen in the past. Um, teams are going to be able to move the ball against them. I think they'll probably go a bit run heavy to start. Uh, I think they definitely have a better pass defense than they do run defense. And then that'll just open up some play action stuff. I think it's over Brady's return is a little bit overshadowed by Gronk. I, I just don't think they'll have any, I mean, it's kind of weird to think that, you know, Gronk will be trying to terrorize the Patriots, you know, for the first time. I, I don't know if they're going to really have anyone to slow him down and they have so many other weapons, as you just mentioned, I'm going to get into them, but I look for four nets to have a pretty decent game. Um, the offensive line will probably be able to push around the defensive line a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely expect the Patriots to score a little bit, um, but I, I do think at the end of the day, you know, Shaq Barrett and those guys, Anton Winfield in the back there, um, they'll probably prove too much for uh, our boy Mac Jones. Um, and I mean, rightfully so. It's a Super Bowl team um, going against a rookie quarterback. So, you know, if it wasn't the Patriots, I would say it's going to be a blowout. But um, anybody, any other rookie going into these circumstances, I don't think you'd pick them to win. 
Um, this is no different. I think a seven point spread is probably a little bit disrespectful towards the Patriots or I mean, I'm sorry, towards the Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an emotional gain for the fans. I don't think they're going to really know who, who quite to root for until, you know, Brady starts stomping them and they probably boo him come the second half. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game for sure. Obviously prime time for a reason. Um, everyone, every NFL fan, I think kind of had this game circled on their quote unquote calendar coming into the season. Uh, this podcast is certainly no different. Um, but yeah, it'll kind of be weird to see Belichick and Brady line up on, on different sidelines. Bob Kraft might start crying at, at midfield when they come out for the coin toss, but, uh, <laughs> either way should be, uh, should be an interesting matchup to say the least. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, the emotions will, will be at an all time high. And, and I think, uh, Tom Brady just wants to beat Belichick so bad it probably hurts him inside how how bad he wants to beat him. So, yeah, that's uh, I'm 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 hoping the Patriots get a loss, but it it I'm not rooting for Brady. I'm just rooting for the Patriots to get a loss. If that makes any sense to anybody yeah, out there. <laughs> All right, now let's get to our picks quick. Like I said, we reached two and one last week. Add that up, four and two. Um, which three games uh, do you like this week? Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go kind of an emotional, an emotional way as far as the first game. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, I, and I hope I don't eat my words because I very well could. But I think Carson Wentz and the the Colts go into Miami. I think they win that game. Oh, um, I think so. So basically, um, they're setting the the over or I'm sorry, the uh, the spread at at two in that game. I think that's a little bit like I don't, I just don't think it's gonna be that close. I think the Colts pull away. I think you take the Colts by like three and a half. I think you're you're pretty safe. Uh, it is an underdog pick. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they are picking the Dolphins to win that game. Uh, I am a little bit worried about Carson Wentz getting absolutely destroyed by the defensive line and and the linebackers on the Dolphins. But um, I think he can do just enough to get you your first win. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins are using their uh, their backup Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so if you're Carson Wentz, if you're, uh, if you're the Colts, you, in my opinion, you just got to go in there and win. Like you, you can't make another excuse. 0-4 is 0-4 if, if that's what turns out to be. And, uh, that's not acceptable by any stretch of imagination. So that's a, that's a great game to pick. Aaron, Aaron's going to go with some underdogs here and I got to give him credit for that. Um, th- to me, I, I, this is a very tough game to pick. So I give you credit for, for taking, for barking up that tree. <laughs> um, I think the Dolphins might actually be better without Tua. So um, mm. I think it'll be it'll be a good game. The Dolphins put up points last week against the Raiders. I think that's probably why they were favored. But um, it kind of seems like a fishy line to me for the Dolphins to be favored, especially um, with all the injuries that, they, that they've had. But it is a good defense. So um, I think it'll be a test, certainly, for, for Wentz. And um, hopefully, hopefully a good game. But I like the, I like the uh, cockiness, or co- I shouldn't say co- – I should say confidence in Aaron's Football acumen to pick the to pick this game. I love it. Uh, it might might be a little uh, facetious, but uh, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see what comes comes down <laughs> the wire on on Sunday. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to Daniel. Let, let, let's. These are more so bets that you know I, I'm going out on a limb. He, I think he's he's definitely using more uh, more intelligence around his picks. I, I might just be you know reaching a little bit, but no, it's all hey. You know, I, I think I think they're smart picks. Um, I'll read off my three quickly and then dive into them a little bit. Um, Dallas, Carolina, I'm going Dallas by four. Uh, some places have them four and a half, but I would take them five or six. I, I think their offense is, is too potent at this point. Um, and the Panthers haven't played a team up to the caliber of, of Dallas. Rest versus rust here. Dallas coming off a Monday night game. Carolina coming off a last Thursday game. Uh, so I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who pulls this one out, but I like Dallas by, by at least four um, green Bay Pittsburgh. I mentioned this earlier. I love the Packers to take it six and a half points. I know it's a lot for Mike Tomlin coach team. Um, I mentioned his record as an underdog against the spread before. Um, I just think these teams are going in opposite directions. The Packers trending up Steelers trending down big Ben trending down towards the ground because he can't seem to stay upright. Uh, that's probably my last big Ben joke of the show. Stay tuned. Um, then the last game we just mentioned, Buccaneers, Patriots. I'm going to take the Bucks by seven. I would, I would take the Bucks by 21 if I could. Uh, I think that line is like way too disrespectful towards the Bucks, um, even though they're coming up to Foxborough. I heard their quarterback has some experience playing in that stadium. Um, 
So I think he uh, he probably takes him to victory by by way more than seven. So to recap, Dallas by four and a half or four, wherever you can find it. Green Bay six and a half, uh, and then Tampa Bay by seven. Yeah, I, I think you I think you take those to the bank. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit of an upset uh, once again. I think the uh, Detroit Lions coming off a game in which they pretty much had. Uh, the Ravens shaking in their boots till the very end, till Justin Tucker, you know, bangs one through the uprights. Uh, I think it's 66 yards. Uh, you know, I think the Lions go in and beat the and beat the Bears in Chicago. I just Chicago's a a, a dumpster fire uh, right now. Um, they still, I, I dig it. I dig it with the research department. Uh, the, the the Bears have not released who's going to be the starter on on Sunday yet. So. Uh, I, regardless if you put Fields in there or, or Andy Dalton or, or my boy, even, I don't even want to disrespect him like this, but Nick Foles, I, I just don't see the bears, you know, that offensive line is God awful to say the least. So I think the, the Lions got after Lamar last week and, and basically contained Lamar in the pocket for the most part. I think they have no problem containing any three of those guys. And I think Jerry Goff does enough to get you a win. So, uh, they're at plus three. I think you could take them at plus three and, and they win the game and you obviously still get it then. So uh, maybe you take them plus three, maybe you take them like, you know, my, some type of minus on a, on a low scale, like a minus three, but I think the Lions do win that game. I just have, have that gut feeling like I did with the, uh, with the Bengals at Steelers last week. I just have that, that itching where it's like, I just, I don't see the, the bears getting that win. Um, and then the only one, other one I'll touch on is uh a little bit uh, late, later in the, or I'm sorry, uh, still a one o'clock game. I, I'm, I'm going back and forth here, but I, I'll Every give you a safe done, pick. Folks. Dude, I, I'll give you a safe pick. I'll, I'll play it safe. I think the the Saints are, are picked at a seven and a half point spread uh, favorite. I think you could take them at 10 and you're going to get that. I just don't think the Giants can do enough on offense. I think Daniel Jones probably throws at least a pick, maybe two against that tough Saints defense um, coming off a win against New England. I, I think they continue to to trend in the right direction and do enough to at least win games. I don't know if they, blow, you know, absolutely blow the the doors off the place as far as, like, dropping 50 points, but I think they, they definitely beat the Giants handily and, and maybe look at, like, a 28 to 14 game or something like that. I, I think the Saints at, at negative 10, you could do that, and, and I think that's cash money. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So just, I love those picks. To recap, Aaron's got the Colts, Lions, and Saints. Lions and Saints, I'm definitely aligned with. I think you're a bold, bold man for even deciding to to pick that Colts Dolphins game. I love it though. Uh, probably probably gonna be the only one of one of our picks that actually hits. I'm probably gonna go over three knowing the history here. But yeah, we're both two and one after one week. Um, if we you know start to take a dive off a cliff here and really. <laughs> uh, botch these picks and might stop this segment, but you gotta ride the hot hands. Um, so I, I, you know, those six picks will definitely update you on how we did after the weekend on next week's show. Um, but yeah, take those to the bank responsibly, please. <laughs> um, all right, finishing up here, have to talk baseball. Uh, great slate of games last night. I watched the entire Yankees Red Sox game, or I'm sorry, Yankees Blue Jays game, the Red Sox. Took a hard L to, to the Orioles, which I'll get to in a second. As we stand now as a recap before getting into some of the matchups, uh, AL wildcard race, Yankees, two up on the Red Sox and Mariners. They have the same record at 89 and 70. Toronto is one game back of them at 88 and 71. And then Oakland is three games behind Toronto for four games total on Boston and Seattle for that second wildcard spot. Uh, the Yankees looked dead and buried last night against Toronto. Um, they were facing arguably the favorite in the Cy Young, Robbie Ray. Um, the sixth inning came around. Rizzo hits a jack. Team's all fired up. Goes back-to-back with Aaron Judge. Hits one to dead center. Stanton walks, and then Glaber Torres hits another jack for his third of the inning. Um, absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, even before that point, it was back and forth all night. Uh, Bo Bichette has been a Yankee killer. This That entire series was phenomenal as well. <laughs> Oh my God, excuse me. <laughs> can't even can't even get Boba Shit's name out of my mouth. That <laughs> disgusting I am about Yankee killer. Yankee killer. Exactly. <laughs> excuse me, my goodness. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it was a great game. Corey Kluber held him in there for a little bit, and then uh, the relievers came in. That Severino pitched phenomenally. Chapman pitched phenomenally as well. Um, so I think the Yankees, all in all, are, are pretty fortunate to get out of there, get out of that series two and one in their last three. Um, that game to me was trending Blue Jays all the way until, like I said, Risso hits that home run and and flip flips the momentum on a dime there. Um, but yeah, the Yankees, I think they have to if they win it if they win one more. I think they're guaranteed a wild card spot. If they win two, they're guaranteed uh, a the first wild card spot and then a home wild card playoff game, which I believe is next Tuesday. Um, so we'll certainly have that breakdown on, on next week's show as well. Um, but yeah, Boston and Seattle tied at 89-70. Um, what do we think about Boston uh, losing two of three to your O's, Aaron? Yeah, I think uh, Boston is absolutely coming apart at the seams at the absolute wrong time. Um Seattle, on the other hand, has won four in a row and they're nine and one in the last 10. So um, I'd be interested. I, and I got to get with, once again, the research department. It, I'm, I'm asking a lot today. I know I am, but. Uh, research me, heavy show. Exactly. Let me, uh, let me piece together who they got real quick for this final, final Seattle, three teams. Seattle has uh, the Angels. The Angels. That, that. that to me should be. If you're Seattle, you should go in there and, and at least win the series, at least you at the very – I mean, I think both the Angels and, and – and, or I'm sorry, the Mariners and Red Sox need to go in, like, thinking they, they need to sweep. Like, you, you have to have that mentality. The Red Sox were the Nationals, who obviously not great, 65 and 94. The, the Angels, I think, are a little bit better, um, but still have a losing record. And then uh, Toronto finishes up with the Orioles. So <laughs> – uh, I think, I mean, the Yankees finished up with the Rays. So I think by far they have the hardest three games left. Um, but if, if they can sneak one game um, out of that three, obviously the Rays have, have long clinched the AL East. But if they can just sneak one game uh, against the Rays, they, they play tonight at, at 7.05, um, then, yeah, I think they're probably going to sneak into the wild card. But, yeah, I, I think if, if you're, I mean, the Jays, the, the Red Sox, the Mariners, you're probably thinking going to like, hey, we need to at least take two out of three, probably sweep to secure a spot in, in the wild card game. Yeah, I would not, I would not be surprised in the slightest if uh, unfortunately Toronto maybe sweeps the Orioles. Uh, they've had our number all season long. I think even more so, I think our record against the Yankees is somewhat close to 500. I know we're, we're probably, you probably lost like six or seven games more than, than you guys have beat us, but uh, Toronto, I, I don't even think we've won any series against them all season. Uh, they absolutely just club our pitching all night long. So uh, I think it was like a month or two ago, they put up 20, at least 20 runs on our team. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Seattle's kind of the storybook team, uh, the, the fairy tale team in that wild card position. Um, you know, if you're, if you're Seattle, like, like Daniel said, I mean, you've got to go in and, and think you're going to win all three. You have to win two out of three, like no ifs, ands, or buts, I yeah. think right now. And, and Toronto, especially, like I said, with Toronto, I, I could see Toronto putting two out of three on us or even sweeping sweeping the Baltimore Orioles uh, just because of that that huge advantage they've had all season. So um, Boston is really, I think, the most volatile team right now. I think they're, they're you know, up and down, up and down. Their, their pitching is extremely inconsistent. Um, so it's going to take, uh, it's going to take, like, once again, two out of three or a sweep for them. And and they've got to get it together. Personally, I, I'd love to see Seattle get in just because they're like the oddball team. They're they're out of nowhere. Uh, I actually don't mind the, the the Blue Jays as well. I, I like their their lineups extremely interesting. I, I like the young players they have. Obviously, Vladdy Jr. They got Calvin Biggio, Bill Bouchette. I mean, they, they just they've they've made a good team. You know, fa fairly quickly compared to where they were. You know, a few years back. So right, uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean. The Phillies uh, not being in the picture, I, I kind of like I, I do root for the Orioles, but I, I don't I keep up with the Phillies as well. And, and it's it's one of those deals where they, they barely missed it. And, and it, it's really no excuse. They have one of the biggest payrolls in baseball, but it makes it a little less interesting for me, obviously. And now I'm kind of rooting against I'm rooting against Atlanta in the NL just because. But uh, yeah, and obviously I, I can't I can't ever pull for the Yanks. So that that's one of those things. But. Uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I think a lot of these teams are are extremely good this year. Um, right. I think the White Sox are another team you got to at least pay attention to. Um, 
as they've been there all year long for the most part. So it, it'll be interesting. I, if I had to pick right now, I think I think obviously the Yanks get in. I don't see them dropping like three in a row and and falling the whole way out of the wild card. I think it's it's probably Yankees and and maybe I, I take the upset and I take I'm, I'm split on Seattle or Toronto, but I think I love it. I think maybe I think Seattle might just get in there. I, I mean they're extremely hot right now. They're nine and one. They're one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best at this current moment. Uh, over the last stretch so I'm gonna say Yankees and uh, Seattle uh, right there at, at the top of the wild card riding the hot hands Yankees eight and two in their last 10 as Aaron said Mariners are nine and one in their last 10 uh, I absolutely love that I think we would murder the Mariners in, in, a, in a wild card game and then probably murder the rest of the MLB and take a 28th World Series so I appreciate that prediction Aaron um, and I, I look forward to coming to fruition um but, folks, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy NFL Sunday. Uh, enjoy college football. We didn't get into it much, but uh, it's a great slate there as well on Saturday. But, uh, Aaron, why don't you take us home? Yeah, ex- excited for another weekend of, of football. And, obviously, uh, this we'll have all the coverage. I think we'll maybe we even we'll do a, a heavy show on MLB early next week to, to try and break down with all these matchups going into their, uh, their playoff series there. But uh, appreciate all the listens, and uh, we'll keep coming at you with the episode. Take a sense.